guys can have a seat. Welcome to the Graceworks on this glorious Christmas Eve night. Glorious indeed. Yeah, we're so glad you guys are here. This is the uh, first Christmas Eve service of our merged church. It is. <laughs> glorious. So exciting. So exciting. We do have a, a photo booth that's been set up in the front conference room. Now, there's a lot of us, so try to be quick about it to get your family in, get a snapshot, and get back out sometime uh, after right the now. service. Well, right, right, right now. Not right now. Not we got more songs to sing. We got more worship to bring. Amen? Come on. Uh, is, what else we got? Any other announcements? Oh, man. I don't think there's anything for no, them. Just Merry Christmas. Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Merry, Merry Thank you for joining Christmas. us to worship our King who has come as a baby, born in a manger for us. Man, it's a, it's a wonderful time. It's a Amen. wonderful hope and joy that we get to celebrate tonight and tomorrow. Amen. We're going to sing some songs. We're going to have some readings. We'll have a short challenge from God's word. Uh, we'll give you instructions on those candles. It's towards the end of the service, so I just put them down for a while and, and uh, get comfortable, and we'll let you know when it's time to light those bad boys. Now we are going to go into uh, a reading by uh, one of our board members, Gabe Gaspora, um, and then we will continue to worship. Today. Today we celebrate the gift of light, the gift of light to the world, God himself and he alone imagined a way to push back the darkness. When God spoke light into the world the first time, only the angels bore witness to its creation. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen. You guys sing, uh, stand and sing with us again.
Now, if you were here with us on Sunday, you got introduced to another song, a new song called God With Us. So for those of you that weren't here Sunday, just listen around you and listen to the words and worship along with us. For those of you who here were, were here Sunday, sing it out loud for everyone else to hear as well.
When God gave life to the world the second time, heaven intersected with earth. Created in partnership with a willing heart, light was born. This time, angels were not only witnesses, but also participants. They became the bearers of the best news eternity could offer. John 1, 9 through 14. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to all that... He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. God, we pray that you would continue to reveal yourself to us. Use us to reflect your light that we would join heaven in pushing back darkness and delivering the good news.
So music has always been an uh, incredibly special part of my life. I have loved music since I can remember. Uh, in fact, my very first crush in life was about five years old, and she was 16. And <laughs> she had the voice of an angel, Christine Dahlman. And Christine Dahlman was everything I could ever hope for in a woman, I was sure I knew at age five because, I, because she could sing. And I noticed there was something different about what she was singing than everybody else. Now, I was a little one, and I didn't exactly know what to call it. Now I know it's something called harmony. While everybody else sings the melody line, and it sounds beautiful, when somebody adds in a harmony... There's this layer to it that just makes your spine tingle. It's one of the reasons I love it when the Richards lead worship, because they blend so beautifully in harmony together. And uh, to be honest with you, I took one for the team tonight by not being on the worship team. Because I wanted everybody to be able to be involved, but I really wanted me to be able to be involved, because I love music so much. It, it expresses my soul. It gives light to something that I feel and have experienced in Jesus Christ. We, as men, are not the authors of this beautiful thing called music. God is actually the author of this beautiful thing we call music. And this year, I want to focus on Luke chapter 2, and just a small, small part of the story of Jesus coming. Now, I've got to actually turn to it, but you guys get to cheat. It's right up there on the screen. In Luke chapter 2 is one of the more complete accounts of Jesus coming, of his birth. But what I want to focus on is a song. A song sung by angels who were announcing the birth of this Savior to some shepherds. It says this, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is the song that was sung that night. And you'll notice in this song a lot of the same phrases we've been singing because it's a pretty important message for us. Now I'm going to concentrate on just two words in this song. Two words that I think are key. Glory and peace. Glory means high renown or honor won by notable achievements. High renown or honor won by notable achievements. The, the word in the Hebrew and in the Greek has these connotations of fame and prestige, of distinction, but also of heaviness. This is what the angels were singing. They were saying, glory, a heaviness to him. 
a distinction to him. He is deserving of high praise and high honor. And we want to attribute glory to his name because that's who he is. These angels couldn't help but praise God because of the news that they were announcing. Because of this notable achievement of the Lord God's. Now, if you're to study singing or songs in the Bible, you'll find that angels are often singing. These are angelic heavenly beings that that give praise and attribute honor and glory to God. There's two accounts, one in Isaiah in the Old Testament and one in Revelation in the New Testament in which we see these angels whose only job is to sing to God day and night, every day, 24-7, 365, over and over and over, the same phrase. And for those of you who grew up during the worship wars, one of the main complaints of the older generation was hymns have so much substance. There's four verses that are distinct every time, and these choruses just repeat the same thing over and over and over and over. I say pick up the book of Revelation or Isaiah, and you're actually going to see these guys called cherubim who sing this. They say, glory or holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. Holy, 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 constantly. When Isaiah had this revelation, because this is in, uh, like I said, in Isaiah and in Revelation, when Isaiah had this revelation and he saw these angels who had six wings and with four of them they covered themselves because they recognized they needed to shield themselves from the glory of God because they weren't worthy. Angelic beings weren't worthy, and with two wings they'd fly, and they would sing this over and over and over. Isaiah had this visceral experience. He was all of a sudden struck with just how sinful he was. And he fell on his face, trembling with fear because of the holiness of God, because of the glory of God that was being shown to him. Now, John, the revelator in Revelations, had a very different experience. There's absolutely no record of him falling on his face or being fearful or trembling. Why do you think that is? I think I might know why. It's because of the second really important word we're going to focus on. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Peace. I think we all want some peace. You, you moms out there who have little toddlers are going, yeah, I could use just a little peace in my day. <laughs> Those of you who work in the workplace are like, yeah, I could just use a little peace in my office. <laughs> no matter where you are, where we go, there's conflict, there's problems, there's wars, there's trauma, there's abuse, there's pain. What we all kind of crave in this world is just a little bit of peace. Uh, I think God gave us this craving. Peace is an amazing word. It, in, the, uh, in the Hebrew, is shalom. It means harmony. Ah, harmony. 
when things are different, and yet they live beautifully together in these layers. It means wholeness. It means completeness, tranquility, welfare. The reality is you and I were born into this world at war with God. You don't uh, have to teach a child to be selfish. You don't have to teach a toddler pride or anger, fits of rage. Those things are just born in them, and they come very naturally because they're ingrained in us. Every one of us is born with sin kind of stamped on our lives, and that can't jive with the God who is holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, the, the one with glory, it doesn't jive. God saw this war, and he came up with a solution by sending his own son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins. And that brings us back to that word, peace. Because a baby was born who was Emmanuel, God with us, and because he lived the perfect life that none of us could ever hope to live, and because he died the criminal's death that I deserved for my sin, that you deserved for your sin, we can be at peace with God. We can be whole. We can be complete. We can be everything he created us to be. Let's go back to the two experiences of Isaiah and John the Revelator. John had experienced peace with God through Jesus Christ. John had believed in who Jesus was and what Jesus did. And so when John had his vision of God in the throne room and the angels singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come, John had peace with God and had nothing to fear. That is the good news. That is what Christianity is. And that transforms each one of us. Christmas is so exciting because of the glory of God revealed in this wonderful act. In this wonderful feat. And we glory with God and we give him praise and we should. Make sure that's part of your Christmas celebration in your homes too. Is giving glory to God because he deserves it. And also... Gratitude to God for the peace that we have with him because of what Jesus did. And when we're at peace with God, we actually get to join him in his glory. Going back to that first key word. The Bible says as beings of Christ, we've been created anew. Now we're truly image bearers participating in his glory as new creations in Jesus Christ. I'm going to leave you with Matthew 5.15. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you glory this morning, or evening. <laughs> We give you praise, we give you honor, we give you thanks because you are worthy. You're worth it. You deserve it. 
So we just respond by saying thank you. Thank you that we can have true peace on earth through Jesus Christ. I pray, God, that you would help our hearts to be stirred anew by the song of the angels this year. That we would be stirred anew by the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what we've received and what we've seen in Jesus Christ. And I pray that we would so let our light shine before men as participants in your glory, that you receive more glory because of our transformed lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand and sing with us again?
mountains are washing and waiting is over. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. This is the light of the world, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. the Christ candle today to remind us that the Savior is born. From Psalm 96, I'll sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory through his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him, all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. Let the heavens be glad and the, let the earth rejoice. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. In just a moment, we'll light the candles, but I just want to give you a couple practical things real quickly. Uh, first of all, there are buckets of water in the back. Uh, usually, if something goes wrong, uh, you know, they're there. And fire extinguishers in the corner. <laughs> if you have those things, you won't need them, right? That's right. Obviously, we'll take care to do that. Um, when you do light your candle, um, make sure that the candle that's lit is the one you stay uh, straight up and down. So, for example, I'm going to light this from the Christ candle. And then the unlit candle bends. This keeps wax from going everywhere because the lit candles will give off wax. Watch for your beard, though. And watch for your beards. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as we light the candles, you can turn around and light the person behind you and beside you. I, I wanted to read something real quick. Um, each year uh, during the Advent season, I go through a devotional by Paul Tripp. And uh, so I just wanted to read an excerpt from that. It says, The baby in a manger came to be king, and he would not settle for anything else. That infant was the king of kings and lord of lords. He would grow to be a man, a perfect man, who would talk again and again about the kingdom he came to establish. But he would do much, much more than just talk. The king would die as a criminal so that criminals against his rule would be welcome into his throne room and live with all the rights and the privileges of being members of his royal family. One of the glorious ironies of the biblical story is that the king, the king that we willingly love, worship, and serve, had to first die. Ordinarily, the death of a conquering king is the end of the story, but this king came to conquer by dying for those whom he would establish his rule for. This is grace. The king died to dethrone kings so that he would be their king forever and ever and ever. So the baby wasn't wearing a crown and had none of the trappings of royalty. But don't be misled. He came to be king, and his kingship is your salvation. So let our lights proclaim that message to the world around us.
Well, we've got one more song, and then we will be dismissed. So let's sing it out. You know it. It's a mixture of, yes, Jingle Bell Rock. No, just kidding. Um, it's a mix of This Is Amazing Grace and Go Tell on the Mountain. Gently blow your candle out if you don't mind. That would be a good time to do so, don't you think? Gently blow it out. <laughs> don't blow wax in people's hair. Yeah, check, check the back of your head for wax.
Merry Christmas. You guys have a great week. We'll see you here on Sunday.